and welcome to the next episode of The Grad Pod with my wonderful colleague Felicity Lister. I thought it would be great to get her on the podcast as she's gone through a lot to get to where she is today. Hello, I'm here with Felicity. Felicity, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Felicity, as Annie said. Um, I'm from South East London, born and bred, still living here. You can't get me out of South. Um, and I'm working at Global Radio at the moment in Leicester Square. Lovely. So obviously, I know you as we work for the same company. But um, could you possibly talk us through kind of your working life, like maybe from your your, your teens to, to now? I know it's quite, you know, got to think back and lots has happened but just to give us a rough idea of of what what you've gone through yeah of course um okay so when I left school I started working in a pub called the Bickley Um, my mum got me the job actually she knew the owner and she was desperate for me to get out and work and make some money um have my own bloody pocket money rather than asking her for money so I started working really quite young, actually. Um, maybe I was like 14. I was washing a lot of glasses. I was tidying all the tables. And then I sort of slowly worked up to becoming one of the waitresses there. Um, I stayed on the waitress side because I always thought tips were better. So I was like, oh, I'll be a waitress. I won't work behind the bar. Um, also, I was too young at that point to sort of really do anything. But I was there for a few years, actually. Then I moved on to a few restaurants and continued becoming a waitress and uh, being a waitress, sorry, for quite a few years while I was studying just to make extra money. I've always been really quite money focused and ambitious with sort of getting the pounds in so um I've always like taken on quite a few shifts and stuff and then I went into study um musical theatre at Bodyworks and when I was there I was working at Wagamama's which was really hard work but great tips and when I came back to London I actually started working at Reese which was a clothing store and I do think all these different smaller jobs in my past have had an impact on how easy I find it to talk to people and to socialize because I'm so used to sort of serving people I don't know um and then after that I sort of went into the big wide musical theater world once I finished my training obviously had a few side jobs while that was happening um because you sort of have to and she's just super great and lucky and get paid fantastic money which <laughs> I never got to <laughs> unfortunately um so yeah I was doing musical theater jobs here and there I never really got quite big enough as you know as I had hoped I would the big enough roles or consistent work um and then I started working for my mum's startup business actually in the meantime which was really great and super hard like working for a startup company is very hard you've got your fingers in all pies your jack of all trades you're helping in from reception to teaching to going into schools and sort of selling ideas to schools hoping that they'll book you for different classes like it was really full-on um and yeah then I sort of realized that I didn't want to do musical theater anymore it wasn't making me happy I think um so I've probably digressed haven't I but this is all part of my 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 jobs um, <laughs> and so yeah I, I um realized that although I was doing okay in musical theater I was getting a few bits and bobs it just like I said um, I like to make money um it just wasn't paying well enough and I was so unhappy because the few jobs I didn't get didn't outweigh all the difficult work I was doing to keep myself afloat so eventually decided that this is the time to go traveling 
and maybe I'll work it out from there. Um, and I went travelling and actually, when I was travelling, I asked a lot of people what they'd done. And I think that was really helpful because I realised that I'm a very social being. I like to go out, I like to see friends, I like to meet people all the time. And so from doing that and travelling and, and having that amazing experience, I did meet quite a lot of people who worked in media and said I'd be really good in it because of the social aspect of it and the fun. And, you know, it is a... Um, a really enjoyable sort of industry to work in actually it's got a lot of benefits so I a few people said our oh, account management a few people said this that the other um so when I came home four months later I started looking for jobs in media and I got a completely random job as an AV buyer at PhD <laughs> um which was so far from anything I would in reflection of wanted to do, but I was lucky because I, I was part of a really great agency and um, excellent sort of um, culture there. And I really enjoyed it. And I knew media was the right environment for me, but I was just not quite in the right role. It wasn't very creative, but they ran this really great grad scheme. So, um, so they had this great grad scheme, which was amazing for people like me who haven't been to university, didn't really know what they wanted to do. I mean, I went become a musical theatre artist and performer and be on stage and here I am in a media company so it really laid the foundations of my understanding of TV and ultimately media and the grad scheme which isn't for graduates it was just basically for new starters um, in the media industry would get different people from different jobs and different companies to come and talk to you about what they've done and that was so insightful because I realised, you know, the job I wasn't doing wasn't quite right. Um, but there was a company called Drum who were part of Omnicom, who PhD are sort of part of the umbrella company of Omnicom. Um, and they are a content creation agency. They came to present and as soon as I saw them, I thought, oh, I want to work there. I've always been quite like that. I'm like, okay, that is for me. That's, I'm going to go there. I don't know how I'm going to make it work, but I'm going to make it work. And literally cheeky cow went up to my like head of investment was like I'm really sorry like I'm I really love PhD I love Omnicom as like it's a big group company but I'm I just want to do something more creative and then somehow wrangled that they helped me to get um a sort of interview for a role at drum uh, which is quite hard because a lot of people wanted to work there but then I met John and Sam who um heads up the John Walker heads up the partnerships team and Sam Duncanson was my manager at the time went on to be because I got the job which was amazing and started working at drum on the partnerships team as a senior well as a partnerships exec and then went on to senior partnerships exec and I loved it I loved working in partnerships to this day it's probably been the most fun valuable um job that I've had really where I've just loved everyone that I've worked with I was part of a very creative team I felt like I really grew into my career shoes while I was there and understood the type of person that I wanted to be within media. Um, and that is a lot of thanks to John, who's like very much still a mentor to me now, Sam, and then Kelly, who became my manager when Sam left. Um, I just learned a lot and the creative like people were amazing. You were always working with like the production teams, the create like the creatives there were so passionate. And I'd always try and wrangle my way getting into the brainstorms, even though partnerships didn't really need to be there. I'd just always be like, Oh Claire, can I come? <laughs> Which is you've got to be ballsy. If you want to be in a room somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you've got to just ask to be in a room. Um yeah. which is definitely something I'd recommend to people. Um if you like know you like something, get in there. 
Um, Definitely. And then, unfortunately, at drum, I'm, you know, I'm very most focused and they didn't quite have the progression that I'd hoped then, the opportunities to progress that I'd hoped for. They're quite a small company and where I wanted to sort of be promoted and been there for a while, was working really hard, there weren't quite the opportunities there. So it was time to move on. Um, <laughs> as sad as it was, because I loved it. <laughs> um, and I went to a small, again, startup company called Bustle. And they were brilliant. They were over, they were a new company over from the US, um, for millennial women. I really believed in their ethos. Um, it's all about talking to sort of millennial women in normal ways. It's a publisher for the every woman rather than you know the super stylish uh, city girl. Um, and started brand strategy there because I was keen to learn a new skill. Really, I've always been very keen to understand different elements and roles within media and and all areas that come together to sort of uh, create advertising really um so I started that to, in hopes of sort of growing more intellectually um it, with insights and trends and audiences and stuff like that but actually unfortunately it wasn't really for me uh you've got to take a risk in life and I I needed to take that job at bus not only was the money really great and bumped me up quite quickly which is is hard in media sometimes um but also I did learn a lot I really grew my knowledge of audiences and trends and what people want and why clients need to speak to different audiences in a way that I uh, had developed deeper than when I was in partnership side where you've got a lot of different clients a lot of different and I was briefing out to radio tv um you know from lab bible to the guardian to like working for all different sort of media owners it was good to become a part of a media owner and really learn to sell yourself so I thoroughly enjoyed the people that I worked with at Bustle um, and my time there was invaluable in my development but ultimately um, I realised the small bit, small businesses aren't, um, it's not that they're not for me, just Bustle was particularly um, a bit off the scale as to what I'm more comfortable in and and felt like I wanted to do if that makes sense I'm really rambling that but basically no. it was a great company wrong job for me um yeah and so luckily with my contacts from working in partnerships before I knew a few people who worked at global radio John Walker my old uh, head of partnerships has always said that I'd be really great working at global because the culture's great and he knows how much I love to you know, get involved and make friends and um, work my ass off at the same time. And he, he sort of said, that would be a good company for you. There's great people who work there. So uh, got in touch with some people I knew at Global, sent my CV and just said, look, if you've got anything coming up, let me know. And a role did come up, which was fab. And I got an interview um, at Global. And although originally I was looking at a slightly different role um, to the one that I got, which is account management I haven't done account management again god like literally I just love to jump about and try different things I'm like yeah I'll have a go at that yeah I'll learn that but again it's an integral part of the campaign processes um so I thought oh I'll learn great skills and I took it on and actually I've loved it more than I thought I would um so although it was a sidestep and actually it was a pay cut being candid like these things happen um my happiness was worth more than the salary I was getting and therefore um I did say goodbye to Bustle and the lovely people that I worked with there and thank them for the amazing experience I had with insights and trends that I've kept with me even now um and started at Global which has been really fab as an account manager 
and very different again yeah I I think you are the perfect kind of example I guess of like why not why not just try this thing out um because I speak to so many people who are at you know a different stage to you still a bit kind of confused still like trying to work out what what they're gonna do and um I think Mm. your kind of whole um journey I guess uh so far Mm. has completely um exemplified uh the idea of just just trying trying something out and seeing how it goes and if it doesn't work it's not the end of the world you'll get something else yeah I completely agree I think to me I've always come from the mindset of make sure Mm. you learn wherever you go whatever you're doing even if it's not quite right bustle wasn't quite right for me I really took something out of that experience and I really had dilemmas about leaving there so quickly I was like oh my god I've only had it my CV for six months how's this going to impact me part of me was like oh I really wish I never left drum um because I you know I, I loved my job there so much like I would look forward to coming mm. to work um but actually you've you've just got to try things sometimes and especially if you're like me and you didn't come from a background where you were like yep I'm gonna go into this job that's what I want to do I've wanted to do it my whole life you've got Mm. to be open for change and I'm not saying that you're gonna find the perfect thing I think I'm I've enjoyed everything I've worked in obviously partnerships I particularly enjoyed but I also think that was a lot to do with my environment I was in a really fantastic ecosystem of creative inspiring and um uh empowering people um and team but I do think you know don't be afraid to take a risk and forgive yourself if it was the wrong move and just try and take something from it as long as you take some form of lesson or learning from it then your career is just going to keep growing and you'll learn from that you'll learn from from going wrong I learned what I did like and therefore what I wanted more of in my career um and that was interesting Yeah, I, f- I think also, I mean, I, I can kind of relate to the whole, you know, um, previously when I was younger, I was more interested in, yeah, going into theatre, mm. musical theatre, you know, uh, more, more that side of the world and kind of getting into that world, you know, p- putting my toes into it and realising mm. it wasn't for me. And I think there are so many people out there who um have to face that sometimes and it is a horrible um kind of dilemma yeah. I guess to 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 face because you there there's your kind of dream of for example becoming like a, a successful mm. actress and your whole life you know you've you've gone to drama clubs and you've been involved in plays and you've done all kinds of stuff and and then you're like actually is this world yeah. for me is this life for me you know the constant rejection Mm. and the constant you know trying to find ways of making money rather than the jobs that we have now are nine to five Mm. Monday to Friday you know contracts um and yeah how, how how did you find that whole kind of um time in your life when you kind of realized that you had to well you you're gonna let it go um 
I think escaping to go traveling and taking the time on that decision was key for me. Um, I was very worried mm. about what my parents would think about me just giving up when they'd spent money for me to go to drama school. Had My mum definitely had high hopes for me to become a successful actress. Um, and, you know, it was... It was hard because I still had a lot of friends who were in the world still and were still going for it and trying. But I was lucky because I had people who, where they were still going through those audition processes and working hard, I would look at them and think, I don't feel... Like, I had a friend who um, got a really great job, a fantastic job in the West End. And I looked at her and I felt proud, but I didn't look at her and think, I want that. And I think that was the real yeah. turning point for me to realise, okay, this is definitely no longer my path. Um, but even if I had looked at her and thought, I want that, I think the the sort of desperation of wanting to leave working jobs like waitressing, which I'd been in for years, and the small shitty jobs, and to just want to be successful in my own right and make my own money and think of myself 10 years on as a woman who had money to her name, had you know, been successful in her career, whatever that may be, was more attractive to me than slogging it and and doing half well and always thinking, oh God, you know, maybe I should have just been a bit more real with myself and accepted perhaps I just wasn't quite good enough. It was really difficult to come to terms with, but if I hadn't have gone traveling, I think it would have been a lot harder. Fact is I went off traveling, mm. I experienced some really wicked, amazing things in my life, met some fantastic people and realized that there is more out there um so sometimes you just gotta give things a go and you know what also I always said to myself you can come back to performing Felicity because sometimes people do much better when they're older um, and yeah. that was that helped just being like you know what these are skills yeah. and talents I will always have if I want to come back to it in a few mm. years then I can um maybe maybe a bit rusty but you never know uh so yeah <laughs> I've I've always thought that as well like there are so many um different paths that I am interested mm. in in life and sometimes you're like oh god am I completely closing the doors by going this one way mm. at the moment it's like no you've got your whole life you could write a book when you're you're 40 yeah. you could be a famous actress when you're 60 you know it's, it's, agree. there there are no boundaries mm -hmm. and and who knows where where we will end up yeah because it is I mean I'm I'm here where I am now and I'm really enjoying it but you know, interests change, people change. I've got a real uh, love of travel as well. So, you know, that's always something that's very important to me is working a job where I get enough holiday or if there was a job that involved travel. Um, I think you just, you've got to accept that not everything's going to be perfect, but enjoy it while you can. And when the enjoyment fades, learn to let it go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also kind of touching on so obviously you went traveling and you came back home and you're like right I'm gonna try and get into media mm. did you have any previous experience before of working in media like how how did you go about kind of getting in really well I had absolutely no experience whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> that's great to know <laughs> I didn't even know what an AD buyer was because if I did I probably wouldn't have taken the job um just because it was quite a repetitive job with excel and numbers and I was a English writing creative imaginative person so although I could do it 
I would say naturally it wasn't my perfect fit. I would have been better going straight into a creative agency, but then, you know, that has its own difficulties. So I didn't have a creative degree, etc. But I was really, really lucky because PhD um, and a lot of media companies out there are absolutely brilliant at giving people who are keen to get into media the chance by joining as a, a grad or an assistant. And I was a bit older. So I was coming, you know, I had to deal with that in sense of my pride as well and that's still something I suffer with actually is sometimes I compare myself to other friends who've been to uni and then gotten straight into their jobs and they're making loads of money and they're so successful and they're like two promotions higher than me but I've got to remember that I started later and that's okay you know different journey but also you've you've had other experiences that they might be very jealous of themselves it's true very true um so yeah I actually just uh, I I like I said traveling I met a few people who worked in media my dad also works in media although he's not somebody I particularly ask what he does because what he does is never anything that I would do um so yeah he sort of said look I think you'd be good in agencies so that was a nice start because I was like okay I'll look at some media agencies um looked at them uh, sort of asked him what the good ones were, asked my friend Danny, who I met travelling, and then an old friend Troy, about where they worked, because they worked for agencies, and what jobs they'd done, and then um, just went for a few assistant roles. I was really lucky, actually. I went for two at PhD and got offered them both. Wow, um, well done. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, if it's all about the interview preparation. Mm. It's about, like, preparing for what you think you're going to get. Um, I had to do, like, a maths and English test as well. Um, but they, they're really open to... A lot of people do fall into media. Mm. It, I'm not the first person. Loads of people fall into media. So, yeah, just... I started at the bottom and worked my way up, sidestepped my way across, <laughs> and will hopefully continue to climb that ladder. Yeah. Talking of climbing the ladder, um, mm. what what f- future goals do you have, if, if you have any? Oh, that's a hard yeah. one. It's a hard one because... You know, I've been thinking about that quite a lot recently, especially with, you know, lockdown happening and everything. And um, I don't know. Mm. I've always been really clear that I'd, I'd love to sort of um, head up a company. I'd love to be sort of um, an MD somewhere. Um, yeah. But also... I don't know, I think I'd be really, I'd be super happy to head up a department within whatever media channel I end up in um, that I really love, I really believe in. I like selling things uh, to people. I love wining and dining people. So I feel like that sort of role would work for me. What I really feel for myself is that I want to be successful. I want to be proud of what I achieve and I will forever stay ambitious. Therefore, it depends on the opportunities that I create and that I attract for myself. And it's quite hard to be like, I wanna be MD because I don't know what company that I'd be for. I don't know where that would be. Is that gonna be, do I prefer agencies? Do I prefer working for media owners? Um, Would actually like to go into something completely different, like, you know, try TV out. Um, So I think it's a real flexible goal of mine, but I just want to be, senior well paid and happy in my job <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you can get there yeah. definitely not 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 too just hard work your ass off and hope it comes together but yeah I'd, I'd, i just really want to work for companies that i'm passionate for and i, I want to work my way up i just don't know quite where up is because i'm still learning about it i'm still quite new to media so you know it's a constant constant 
period of growth for me. Another kind of uh, topic that I like to touch on um, in these podcasts as well is um, about kind of living situations during your 20s. Mm. And obviously you, I mean, I don't actually know too much, but you live with, live with your boyfriend mm-hmm. currently. Um, but before then you lived with your grandma, am I right? Talk us through like where, where you've lived during your 20s. because Yeah, so um, when I was studying musical theatre, it was actually a little bit before my 20s, I was in Cambridge. And I loved that. Um, and when I came back to London, I moved in with my mum and dad for a bit. Um, and then my granddad passed away and my nan has Alzheimer's. So we didn't want her to be up in Devon on her own. And um, we brought her back down. And my parents had a, a smaller house about a sort of 10 minute walk away from their house, which they'd been renting that they could then put my nan in um, to have her close, keep an eye on her. But also my nan is really like my best friend. We're so, so tight. She's like, you know, I've got my mom and I've got my nan and they're the two top women in my life. I knew that living with her actually would be a dream come true. And I was young, I always used to stay with her over summers and be like, I love, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my mom and dad, but I used to love it there because I was always so spoiled and so looked after. Um, when the opportunity came, the house has um, sort of three bedrooms. So my nan uh, lives, like, st- lived obviously in one bedroom. And then I had the top floor because it's a sort of uh, quite narrow uh, three-story house. It's, it makes it sound bigger than it is um but the top floor had sort of a bedroom in its own bathroom so I also got my own space which was really healthy because then my nan had someone around because her Alzheimer's at the time was slowly getting worse but um she still very much has her wits about her um so I lived with her for about I think it was about five years we we lived in this house five six years um and then her Alzheimer's got considerably worse so that you know she she uh, couldn't really remember to sort of um she didn't like remember to cook herself dinners really anymore and stuff like that and it, it became more of a care carer not carer role that's wrong but um you know I would make I'd have to sort of almost be home rather than I've got very busy social life but I'd almost need to be home to make sure she was eating and get stuff out for her and you know check in and actually it got to a point where she would be better living with my mum who was around more um, so she went and lived with my nan, um, not last year, the year before. And I stayed in the house um, that I'm still in. Um, and then a few, I'd say about six months later, my boyfriend moved in with me. And my brother also was living here when he was back from uni. Um, because my parents had moved further away and all of his friends were in the area. So now I actually live with my boyfriend and my brother lives here as well because we've all both got friends around here. Um we sort of have stayed in the house but it's very much more ours. We've like decorated everything, bought the furniture, we pay all the bills, all the insurance, the maintenance, etc. And it's um yeah we're in a very l- lucky position. Yeah, very lucky. Very lucky to be in that situation. Indeed, very very lucky. But then I put the graft in. I was looking after my nan for five or six, five or six years. Um, and a lot of people would say, oh, Felicity, you do so much, you know, for your nan. But I was happy to do it because she was, she's like my saviour. I love her. So. Just kind of one last point to 
kind of end the podcast I often ask is um do you have any um words of wisdom I mean you've already kind of touched on this already for uh Mm. people who are out there who don't know what to do careers wise or living wise or just they're just a bit at a loss at the moment Mm. um living wise I would say and I'd say this actually because I didn't have the opportunity to do it and and part of me does wish I had is Mm -hmm. live with friends if you can but live with people who make you feel good um I know we've all got like a lot of different friends some are party friends some are whatever friends live with the friends that make you feel really good and you feel support you um because when you have your bad days at work, they're the people yep. you're coming home to. You don't always want people who are hitting it hard <laughs> on a Tuesday night until two in the no, morning. No, thank you. Um, no, um, I'd say in terms of work, speak to as many people as you can. Try, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with how many different things are out there, but write down what your skills are and think to yourself, like especially in terms of media, okay, what media, for example, I wish I'd done this, what media do I like consuming? Is that TV? Is that radio? Is that print? Is that, you know, online? Um, and then think about what companies you like. And then if you know, oh, actually, I really love reading uh, The Telegraph. Okay, see if they have any grad skins available. And if not, then go somewhere else. But you've started somewhere. I think always ask questions, never be afraid to reach out to somebody that works in a company you might like to go for and just ask mm. them for a coffee. Um, I've done that a lot. I've done that with somebody who worked at Google and then realized uh, when I spoke to him that he was so insightful, but actually what I thought would be great for me at Google probably mm. wouldn't fit me right. Um, so ask people who you don't know for coffees is no harm. Just send them a LinkedIn message. Make sure they're not too senior because they'll never have time. Um, and also like, prep 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 for interviews never stop prepping prep questions to ask them yes that is one definitely. million like billion percent make sure you prep mm. questions to ask them ask them about the culture of the company ask them why they like working there ask them about the job um ask that a really good question to ask is asking them what um they think you might find hard in that role because if you ask them that question they're going to tell you all the things they think you're not going to do well at. And then you can come back to them straight away with all the reasons why you would be. That's a good one. So you can almost like calm any worries that they're having about you by coming back in the interview. Um, I've I've been pretty lucky. Touch wood so far. I haven't had an interview wow. that I haven't got. Um, but I swear it's down to the prep. Um, just think about all the, all the things. And also get your friends to ask you like questions that might come up and get used to saying them. And that comes from my acting and learning lines that I learned very quickly the things that I should be saying in interviews. In an interview, always get your personality across because if they meet your personality and they love you, you will naturally fit into that group. If they, if you hold back your personality and then you don't click, then you might start a job where you're not going to fit in. So always let that personality come across. You'll win them over with your smiles. That sounds great. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you so much Felicity honestly it's been so interesting talking to you and yeah thanks (laughs) thank you thank you for listening to episode four of series two of the grad pod 
Remember to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Next up, I will be joined by Matt Ward, a publishing support assistant who's also my boyfriend, to discuss the gruelling job application processes and what it is like to become fully financially independent. Mm-hmm.